All right. Mm -hmm. It's the Immersive Irony Podcast. We are back after some period of time away doing other things. It's me, Alan, here with Alex, as usual. What's going on, Alex? Hello, it's February 23rd, and it's 2021. It may be a podcast. Yeah, it may be a different year since the last time we did a podcast. I'm not even sure. I believe it is. So, because I didn't know you hadn't done a lot of trips, you're busy with other things. So, I Mm kind of just let you be. And then you were like, we should do a podcast. I was like, I've been wanting to, but I was like waiting for you to make the first move. (laughs) I'm I'm a shockingly busy man these days. I really am. Um, I, I would suggest to other individuals that, uh, make better choices in your life when you're younger. So you don't have to be a full-time worker and a full-time student at the same time. Um, it's, it's a challenge, uh, especially if you have other things to do with your life, uh, like run committees for your County or city. So it's been, it has been bonkers. It's been super busy, like the last two months. And that's fine. Like I've been, stuff has been moving along pretty quickly. Like I haven't had to sit here and be bored too often. Like I have a decent amount of structure to my day where, you know, wake up, you know, get ready, work after I work, work out, eat dinner, watch TV for like an hour, then go do homework and then, you know, do whatever else. That's just been, that's been the pattern. And you've got like a COVID jesus looking going on yeah my hair is really long it's uh <laughs> i was gonna say mullet or jesus i'm not one of the two <laughs> it's not you won't be able to see this on video folks or but hippie. it's long I, yeah I don't even know. i'm yeah. going for a man bun eventually that's what i'm shooting i got it for. going too because like i got one in july and then like the brand around the time where i was like okay I put it off long enough. The numbers just skyrocketed and I'm okay with, as we all know, I am okay with doing a, a lot of stuff that some <laughs> yeah. people are, are not fam- are comfortable with, but being right near somebody cutting your hair. It, I, I know that the, there even been said that there's like a very low, you know, if the barber is very careful, it's yeah. very, you know, very little risk, but it's just something that just like, I'm not comfortable with someone being that close to me right now. So I can wait. As soon as the numbers drop down, I'm, I'm, I definitely need it because it's getting annoying. You know, it's a risk reward thing. Like, yeah. are you going to get enough out of a haircut that you're like, hell yeah, this is great. Or are you just going to be yeah. like, eh, you know, it's good that I got a haircut, but does it really matter? I mean, for me, it like doesn't. So yeah. Um. Anyways, you know, the one issue with, uh, with this being the COVID times is we don't necessarily have tons to talk about in terms of news. Um, yeah. There's, there's no. some stuff that's, that's coming, coming around and happening. Uh, we, there's going to be some openings. Uh, we just had the new uh, Meow Wolf attraction open in Las Vegas last week, um, which I will actually be going to check out in the not too distant future. Uh, we have jersey devil is progressing along it seems as though the parks in most of the united states including places like california will be reopening somewhat shortly um but there's not a lot of new for 2021 a lot of the stuff that's new for 2021 is stuff that was new for 2020 and just got pushed back in some cases like aquaman it's pushed all the way back another year so 
you know, it's just at this point, we're just happy if stuff opens and yeah, and, and there's something to like, do. Six Flags just decided to say to like almost all of their parks were reopening, uh, even Cal- uh, California, which uh, seems a little far fetched. Yeah, like, Cal- well, you know, they, they also announced that the uh, the Grand Californian will start taking reservations again May 2nd. Oh, OK. So I think that somebody communicated something to the theme park industry out in California. And uh, that's why they're they're starting to move towards this reopening situation, which it, you know. it also came like uh, just a few days, maybe a day or two after New York said everyone's good to go in early April. Yes. Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of stuff that's that's kind of, you know, been determined, I think, recently. Uh, you know, numbers are dropping quite precipitously. We're seeing a lot of immunizations. I'm one of the people that actually has a full immunization card, nice. which I am. I, this is the thing that I'm happiest about in my wallet is my, yeah. my COVID vaccine record, which apparently they can like, it's easy to find anywhere. So, you know, it's nice having those shots, though. I will say, you know, when I've been out in public, even after getting the shots, there's still like a weird feeling of like when you see people that are like getting too close to you or not wearing masks, I still have the same anxiety as before, even though I don't necessarily have, I know the concern is extremely low at this point for me, but I still feel it. You know, cause it's been a yeah. year of this. Yeah. It's just going to be hard to go to the way back to the way the other, you know, the way it was before. Yeah. And it, eventually I think it, I think it will. I don't think there's any way that we're not going to have, you know, bars and restaurants. Like literally, like I've, I've, I've been saying this since day one, either people are going to go ahead and say, you know what, uh, I don't care if I live or die, I would rather just live until something bad happens, or they're going to, you know, we'll get immunized and there'll be some degree of herd immunity and we'll move on with our lives. And I think we're, and it's going to be the latter, uh, hopefully, but we're getting somewhere and that's the big thing. Um, and, you know, as, as I guess that kind of, you know, brings up something we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. The amusement park industry last year, as far as being a hive of COVID, never really came to be. It didn't really happen. Oh. Yeah. Like, we never really saw any serious COVID issues. No, no, parks. no, we didn't. Uh, it was... Uh... I think it was very small and it was, would have been really hard to link it to it anyways. Yeah. But there, there would have been some situations where I think it would have been incredibly obvious. Like a good example would be Cedar point, you know, mm-hmm. like, if, yeah. in the dorms, right. Yeah. You, if you had a breakout in the dorms, that would have been very difficult to keep under wraps from the media. And it never happened. They had people flying from all over the country to work at Cedar point well, Cedar Point also is accounts. not to go on to another darker side of Cedar Point, but they seem to be able to keep a lot of other things uh, away from the media that uh, it's surprising. What, what are you inferring? We'll just, we'll just keep it at that. And you know keep what I'm that. talking about. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> so, you know, kind of getting into the news, though, the one thing that we, we can report about, which was announced officially today, is the acquisition of Kentucky Kingdom. By Hirsch and Family Entertainment. Yeah, which kind of came out of nowhere, but at the same time, I'm not that surprised. 
Like it obviously had a lot of value. And the fact that it was sold surprised what didn't surprise me. Um, if you look back at Ed Hart, you know, he, he, you know, he, he obviously Kentucky kingdom is definitely is his baby. Like that's the property. That's the thing that he's done the most that he's obviously, if you listen to the press conference, he's most proud of in his career easily. Uh, but he also in history is, you know, developed a park or, you know, he fixed Kentucky kingdom from what, like 89 or so. Yep. Up until like 97, 96, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then went off to Magic Springs, was there for a little while. Then uh, was out of the industry for a little while, I believe. And then yep. came back and did Kentucky Kingdom, the sequel. Yes. And, and uh, better than ever. Yeah. I mean, really? there's really... There's really nothing to say about Kentucky Kingdom in a negative sense. I think that they've done a fantastic job. Um, and I, 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 I get the sense that last year was... I, I, it was tough for everybody. It seems like last year was just really trying on him. And he's getting up there in age. And he's just... I think he's satisfied with what he's done and was ready to move on. Hershend last and, year, at the end of the year, had discussed the fact that they were interested in making acquisitions and uh, i forgot about that i think a lot of people you know immediately when you hear they're looking you know a park or a chain is an acquisition phase you start looking at uh parks that may be more struggling or parks that don't necessarily you know have uh an obvious base or that aren't hugely profitable you know kentucky kingdom kentucky kingdom is generally a profitable facility i have no idea what they looked like you know bottom line last year um I can't imagine it was as good as previous years because I'm sure they had capacity limitations, but the park will do well under Hershend. I am not concerned in any way, shape or form about that. Um, Obviously this was a very significant transaction because the governor of Kentucky and the mayor of Louisville were also both available uh, and present. Um, So this is a, a situation i think uh where you know it's it's a good match for what kentucky kingdom needs you know hershend is a private company they don't answer to stockholders or shareholders um they just kind of do what they want to do and generally speaking as far as you know parks that are borderline reclamation projects i can't really argue against what they've done in in wild adventures and, and that'll be a, a minor news item we'll touch on in just a moment uh, because Wild Adventures was never successful to begin with, um, at least significantly successful. And so I think anything that they've done there has generally been to improve the status of that park and, and up things. Um, Kentucky Kingdom is, is, was already reclaimed for them. It, the 90% of the work has been done. There are some spots that still need some work, but overall, you know, as far as a well-fleshed-out amusement park in a major metropolitan area goes, you can't do much better than Kentucky Kingdom. And I think it's it's a solid acquisition for them. I'm sure they probably got a good deal on it given COVID, uh, or at least a decent deal on it. I doubt they overpaid or overextended themselves. And I think it kind of shows that when we're when we're looking at parks that may be looking to expand, I think we should probably think less about the parks that are quote unquote struggling 
or you know question marks to like the magic springs wild adventures alabama splash adventures clementons of the world and maybe look more parks that are actually successful um uh, quick footnote on clementon it's up for auction yes yeah Cle and it's they're even discussing that it can be subdivided so uh it's no i that's that's what i expected to it's surrounded by uh you know commercial on one side and uh residential on the other so yeah, yeah. I, i'm not i'm not surprised i'm you know i'm bummed i didn't get to go but i you know i missed the best period for that park very short window for that park because it's not a very good park by all accounts no it was well, uh, mistakes were made we'll talk about it when when that like finally is done. like when the uh bulldozers come we'll start we'll we'll have a final thing on that yeah we'll talk but about this more then. but this is the kentucky kingdom talk so yes um so So Hershen buying it, like they've obviously managed Daring Lake and they put a lot of good things into that. I know we all love to talk about Moose on Blues, but there was much more to that too. Like the area near the Ferris wheels, very beautifully done. Mm -hmm. And then that whole area that Moose on Blues was done was really well. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like they were going in the right, right, uh, right direction because it was kind of a 70s park that almost had a world's fair or world's expo feeling to it, the way it was built, like with all these like rides from Europe and everything. Um, it seemed like they were going the right direction with all that. And then Wild Adventures they bought. And I, I mean, I've only visited post Hershen, but did they, they add a lot of like, a lot of, did you, I don't even know, have you been there that often? I've never been to Magic Springs, so. No, uh, Wild Adventures. Oh, Wild Adventures, I, I've been one time. So I haven't been since I've heard I've heard reasonably okay things about it. It seemed um, nice. It was hot, and uh, th there was no news on that property, right? Nothing happened there, right? Uh, aside from Cheetah, you know, being okay. announced to never reopen. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I I haven't didn't pay attention because there was this when they Kentucky Kingdom uh, their current social media team uh, posted a little teaser. It didn't include. Uh, People picked up on Hershen really quickly because it was all the Hershen properties, but it didn't include Wild Adventures. So some people were like, oh, no. Or, <laughs> or oh, they, no, they think guess... like the, the geography wasn't right or something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Cheetah's close, closing forever or at least for the time being, you know, I, I can't see them scrapping it all together. I, I could see a Titan or a RMC. Who knows? But yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I, in any case, like it's, it's a ride that, was decent when I wrote it in 2003 and that was 18 years ago. So I wrote it in 16. It was decent. I think it had just gone through a lot of retracks, but it was just wasn't that spectacular. It was uh, the airtime was it has the wrong best. trains it has the wrong trains on it. I don't even think trains would have done. Maybe they would have ran a little bit faster. So things would have uh, been a little bit more intense, but I just found it to be kind of a boring layout. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was an out and back with a helix. I mean, it's it was decent. A figure eight helix at that. Yeah, I mean, it was nobody's favorite wood coaster when it opened, um, but it was it was fine. Like it was always just a fine ride. Uh, the, the, in fairness, with like Magic Springs and with Darien Lake, they didn't own those parks; they were contracted to operate them. So well, they never know, touched Magic Springs. I don't believe. You're probably right. I think it was if they did anything, it was very minimal because it was under well, park at, at that time. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, I, I, I mean, what I was trying to get to that is what are we expecting to 
from Hearst and buying these extra properties that are not sold out of city and and Dollywood. I think people are thinking that that's what they have to be, right? Like they have to be themed to like Craftsman Valley and all that stuff, but that's not the truth. But and as they develop more and more parks or buy and acquire more and more parks, I think our mindset has to change a little bit to what Asian parks are. I agree. I think we don't we don't typically think of Hershen in terms of also being a company that ran duck boat tours and owns and operates two aquariums. Yeah. 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 So, and which, which happened, I mean, that's why they cited that, you know, during the, the presentation today that, you know, they felt that Kentucky was a good place to work in because they already had the Newport aquarium across the river from Cincinnati. Um, and they used to have run duck, duck boat tours in the Ohio River. I, I believe that's ended. Um, I believe those are out. They don't. Ha- well, regardless, they don't own the duck boats, and they got out right in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Understatement. Um, so I, I agree. I I don't really know what like for them to do that to a park like Kentucky Kingdom just doesn't make any sense because there's so much existing infrastructure, which is perfectly fine. Uh, and and it just doesn't make sense for that park anyhow. It doesn't fit what that park is. So I think I think you'll see more you'll see more could... detail work that'll be done there. But I don't think it's, it's not going to be like you said what Silver Dollar City and Dollywood are because it's just not that park. It just isn't. Yeah, it's 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 more of an amusement park. If they wanted to slowly transition it into a theme park with adding all the little details and knickknacks and all that stuff that kind of make up the uh, almost clutter of Dollywood and Silver City. Not that I'm yeah. saying it's bad clutter, but you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. how they have just things everywhere to like set the theme of Craftsman's Valley or all of Silver Dollar City. And uh, I don't know. What do you think that this means for a lot of other things? Um, so obviously they're like we're going to bring cinnamon bread here that's yeah. a you know it's funny i'm not not even that excited about cinnamon bread anymore because hershey does it and i think it's really good but that's another conversation <laughs> i think that you know like they'll have cinnamon bread actually hershey was involved i think briefly with eliches as well because i remember they tried really? doing like skillet meals at eliches and it didn't take okay um, but that may have been like a year or two that they had any association there because of park. Um, right. And this is a whole different deal here. Yeah, they own was, it. They yeah, own it. Yeah. Like they they are going to be doing the capital investment in this park. Yeah, they only had so much say in things and say, hey, this is what we should do. Please like, we don't have us. money. And then that <laughs> that was what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I we would, still have Predator. <laughs> I would guess, hey, Predator wasn't bad last time I wrote it. Um, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but I mean, we all know that was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed in... to be, what was it, like uh, a monster or something? RMC, yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, going back to the, the general question, you know, there's some really good things about Kentucky Kingdom that I will be bummed to lose. You know, as an enthusiast, I benefited a lot from the fact that I could go there for two days for like $25. Yeah. That's the first thing I said. I'm like, I don't, I just can't see them room keeping that going. That's gone. Out of state thing. Yeah. I I think it'll be here this year. Right. Because they said that operationally wise, they kind of want to keep things pretty much the same. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they remove that. Okay. Um, Cause I just don't see it as, as producing enough value 
but you know the one thing i'll say about it is the idea behind doing that was not necessarily drawn enthusiasts it was to draw in people from places like evansville and cincinnati and indianapolis who had not been to the park for a long time uh, because they were marketing that up there too you know as i've, I've said this before you drive through indianapolis on uh, i think it's a 465 and you'll see billboards for king's island cedar point six flags great america indiana beach holiday world and kentucky kingdom guaranteed yeah. like you will see all six of those represent in that market because they have no parks uh, so they're competing in, in that place. They're competing in Cincinnati to some extent, or at least in the metro Cincinnati area with the likes of, you know, the, the cities across the river like Covington and Newport and um, places like Florence. But I just, I see that as going away. And, uh, you know, Hershen doesn't typically do alcohol sales. Yeah, the- that's the one thing I'm wondering will go or stay. I mean, it's not like there was a really huge presence in the park with alcohol other than the, the bourbon thing, yeah. bourbon bar, right? right. But it, it, but a, a lot of people enjoyed that. So they made yeah. a big deal about it. Yeah, and it was, so. it was a good thing for, for people that were coming in from out of town. It, you know, people liked it. And it was, it, it wasn't like a huge profit center, but people like things. And when you, you give things to people that they like, they typically buy more stuff. So, so that pretty much, there's just no way, right? Yeah, I just, I, I have a hard time seeing both those things live to see another day. But the flip side is this, um, with the kind of capital that Hershen brings in, would we see them potentially try and finagle in some sort of transfer track and put a second train on Thunder Run? I mean, that's, been talked about for years needing it like it 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 could have always used it and it can definitely use it now especially if there's a big rebound in that market which i can see happening um Mm -hmm. it's it is kentucky after all so i think kind of kind of like how pigeon forge never lost a step after it reopened and in fact did better business this past fall than it ever had um I kind of see the, the same thing happening with Kentucky Kingdom if they're allowed to operate at 100% capacity. It's just going to be a zoo this year, like an absolute zoo. Um, it felt, when we went in late July, it felt similar, crowd-wise, it felt almost identical to, like, like you know, before or after Hollywood Nights type period. The, the so. last, last visit I had in 2019 was... At that point, their record attendance day um, after they had reopened, it was hot and it was busy. Um, and I kind of see a lot of that happening for them. And that's good. I'm not I'm not against that. Um, so uh, what do you think about additions, though? Do you see the additions to continue? Because they've been pretty steady on major additions they did the the hershen uh press i forget his name but he mentioned how they want to focus on family rides as well uh in addition to the thrill rides so it seems like they have uh which i I, they haven't really been focusing on family rides as much as the roller coasters really so i mean I, i guess you could say that kentucky flyer was pretty family oriented though but i'm gonna say this okay the old drag racing ride, they just kind of plunked a flat ride down there. Oh, and I'm God, not, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah they, there's not a that lot it's of, a lar- 
Not that it was a Larson loop. It was just just how they did it was not great. Um, That area of the park, you can do a lot with. If you look Mm -hmm. at it from space. There's a lot of area. There's a lot of area there. And especially if you want to weave with uh, the areas that were uh, pretty much abandoned from all the extra structure that was taken down from uh, Double Trouble or Twisted Twins or Twisted Sister, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, there's a lot of area if you want to build over and around. And, you know, I got to say this, too. Um, There are, you know, that park at this point, I don't think to me, this is just me speaking. I don't really look at it as a park that needs a bunch of new coasters. It needs a second train on Thunder Run. And otherwise, it has just one completely nutsoid extreme roller coaster after another, basically. Like it's got it's got four, I think, really solid roller coasters. It's got Thunder Run, you've got Lightning Run, you've got Storm chaser and you have kentucky flyer and from my perspective i don't really see them needing additional coasters beyond that in the immediate future the things that that park needs are different things it needs things like a dark ride or some more indoor attractions the water park is pretty well built out i don't know i don't know how much more you can do with it there the only um, thing I would do is improve the reliability or replace the water coaster because it's bad from what I hear. I, I, yeah. I've only I've only seen it operate once. I've gotten one ride on it. So that that that's my thing on the uh, it's a good water coaster. I just never is open. <laughs> they have um, they have an area in the back of the park, uh, which is, you know, kind of behind uh, T3 and yeah, the, the old... Rapids ride old stadium yeah that's that's an option for redevelopment as well so that's another thing they said that they like to focus on shows and the only thing they really have now is a a sea lion show with a like a giant like in uh, above ground pool (laughs) yeah yeah right in the middle of the park like in the not in the middle of the park but like near the entrance way it's it's very prominent by they literally said they said oh we discuss whether we should keep her or not but it's very popular so we're going to keep it for now it sounded like they're they don't really love the uh the presentation of that sea line show but they understand that it's something that they need to maybe uh uh redevelop a little bit yeah or improve or whatever <laughs> i mean ultimately they are going to have challenges because eventually they're going to run out of room right like right that's that is the one issue that park is always going to have is they are landlocked and can they move more into that parking lot that Kentucky Fire moved into? Uh, probably not with a, without a great deal of teeth gnashing. So they just got a little bit of special, like, we just need a little bit of this room. Can you give it to us type deal? That was contentious, if you recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They almost they were like under construction and they were or were they under construction or they were about to start construction or regardless, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, look, if you want us to open on time, make your mind up. (laughs) There's, there's a decent amount of real estate around the park, which could be acquired and redeveloped. If again, if you look at it from space, there is a, a street that goes up uh, basically towards the back end of 
uh, Storm Runner. A lot of people go there to get pictures. So it's not like it's a secret that there's a street called Dakota Street there. You can go there. Yeah. Anybody can. It's public. Um, a couple access roads into the park from there. But if they were to buy the real estate that's directly in that area, which is basically right now just like body shops, um, that would free up a, a good amount of acreage for them. So there's options that exist outside of expanding into the fairgrounds itself, because I think that that, that option is going to be pretty limited. Um, oh, very and, limited. They're not, and, they're going to, they're not getting anything that way. <laughs> and, and you know what, this is, this is an old trope, but it's still true. Uh, Blackpool pleasure beach, a lot smaller than this park has 12 roller coasters or 11 yeah. now, or maybe 10. I, here's the thing though. Everyone always loves to bring up Blackpool pleasure beach, but Or Grunelum Land, yeah. like there's special places, but do we? I wouldn't. I know this is crazy, but in a lot of cases, I not necessarily want rides crammed on top of each other and all just so everywhere. Because at some point, then it it's nice to have those places because they're kind of amazing that they are able to cram so much in. But do you want that every single time? It, no, but I don't think yeah, you know. I, I yeah. think if they do it. They have options, you're saying, yes. Yeah, they have options. And I, I think that, you know, again, I don't really look at them as a as an operator that needs to go into the roller coaster building phase. I just don't. I, I do think, though, they, they probably, I, I imagine they're going to want to invest more into it since it's such a bigger market than Wild Adventures. But so. I think it's, it's like they just started doing a Halloween event a couple of years ago. Um, which is not really they, the forte of of Hershend at all. So I, I expect that to change. <laughs> right. They did that for one year. Yeah, that's a shame. And, and the company um, that did it went out of business also. Um, oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oak Island, uh, which was a theming company, is no longer. Oak so, Island went out of business? Yeah. Oh, no. When did this happen? Like two years ago. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I figured they hadn't because like uh that's who Six Flags used for all their stuff. So yeah, they, I always thought they were involved with the I always figured they were always involved with the setup every year. Uh I'm sure that there's other teams that have taken over from them, but yeah, no, they, they're out of business. Oh, that's a shame because they did a lot of good work. I, I imagine all those people have moved on to do or will eventually move on to create other companies that will do just as good a job, though. But that's unfortunate. Yeah, they shut down uh, literally the week before IAPA in 2019. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2019. Well, they shut down. They would have. <laughs> they might they shut down, down anyways then, if it hadn't been for that. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think, like I said, I think there's options. I don't think big coasters are things that they need to, to chase after right now. Um, okay. like I said, I think dark ride and I'm not the, talking the about like a giant thing, just like a Sally dark ride would be fine. The funny thing is it's hard to really like with, with wild adventures, when we heard about cheetah, it's just like, well, okay. Hershen that they like RMC. So it was like, yeah, everybody went go, with that right away. 
but but you look at Kentucky Kingdom's lineup right now, and you look at recent Hershen lineup of additions. They kind of mirror each other a little bit with the roller coasters. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know you got your RMC, you got a wood coaster. Uh, I, I guess you could go for something mock or something, you know, like a launch coaster. They don't have that. That I mean, there's things they uh, don't yeah, have. They don't. They, they don't have a. They could get a wing coaster. Or they could get. Um, a family well, coaster, coaster. I don't know it would make too much sense there because the people down the street, but yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think that, you know, for, for what they're doing, um, well, we say that, but at the same time, like Six Flags Fiesta Texas and SeaWorld of Texas both have Batman clones. So yeah, yeah. I know, but that's, that was just like, oh, we have this, it's underwater, send it to San Antonio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, 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 like I said, I, I'm, I'm not like, Trying to think of the way to put it. I'm I'm definitely excited about it because I think Hershend is generally competent. And I don't oh, yeah. see them as as failing miserably as as say Six Flags did back in the 90s. Um I just don't see that happening. That's just not gonna occur. Uh I don't and, think it's gonna our... be I don't think you're gonna see massive sea changes in that park in terms of the way things are operated. Uh and certainly the way things appear. I you know, there's there's no need to do anything, for instance, to the water park, you know, like. Not really. It's got a good lineup. It's I, got a fantastic lineup. It's got a great. I can't. Great pair I can't think of what Lazy River. The only thing I can see that they could, that I would see next being added. And I bet you'll agree with me with this one. A hundred percent. I'm at racer. Yeah. Matt racer would be good. It's, yeah. kind of, it's a little surprising. They don't have that. I'll say that. I mean, it's like the yeah. one thing they, they don't have. Um, and that's the one thing we know. I mean, they just, they have two of them at Splash, Splash Country. So, <laughs> yeah, it, as long as they can fit it in somewhere, I'm sure to some degree, everybody wishes that, like, and it's not that, that T3 is, is in a bad location or is a terrible footprint, but I imagine they wish they could have that for Water Park instead of what they have. Um, Oh, Sean would be so disappointed though if it went away. What a tragedy! tragedy. Sean would, Sean I would just be so mad. I can't believe how much he loves that ride. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And when, I, like, I like a lot of shit, and I don't like it. <laughs> and when he was telling me that, I was just like, "You sure? <laughs> you sure you didn't get COVID then? And it wasn't, it wasn't when you went to Texas that you got COVID. It was affecting your your brain." Um. No, but in all seriousness, I mean, I think it's like, we, we like the park. We enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's it's great, and I'm excited about the potential changes. I, I'm not concerned about any of the real issues, aside from the fact that I won't be able to exploit uh, going there cheaply as much as I used to. That's That's the major complaint I would have. But that's not really, that's not a real complaint. You know, that's just me groaning about... Uh, not not basically getting uh, and it might change way. the value perception between the, uh, that and holiday world because this year i finally was like okay you know we didn't want to go hollywood nights because we knew it would probably wouldn't mm. end up being something we would want to uh be a part of and mm. uh so we were going to go to because as far as like covid uh procedures and a compliance and what the mindset of that area was uh it was pretty much identical but then we looked at it was like, oh, I, I, they wouldn't even really tell me how to get the discount. And you needed a uh, 
reservation. And like, so basically it was going to be like $120 for the two of us. So we, we made the decision to, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Everything just blanked out. I think it, okay, sorry. New computer issues or not issues, just new computer uh, teeth and pains. So, oh man, just I decided, you know, I can't believe a render this morning went from two, 25 minutes to a minute in like 30 seconds, <laughs> the same exact project. Oh, so happy. <laughs> Anyways, um, where was I going with this? Oh yes. So it was to be $120, whereas we can go there and it was 20 or $30 and then like, you know, five or 10 bucks for parking. So the value I realized, finally, I saw the light of that outside of Hollywood nights. Now of how much they built up Kentucky kingdom, the value really, and it, I was stubborn to look past my bias to holiday world because of how well they treat you during the event. But if you look at it on a normal day to day, I think, goes I think Kentucky. we've talked about this before where I love Voyage but, is my favorite coaster, but, but, but I'm Legend, just saying Legend I, Raven I top five, six coasters, right? Which is the better but, park. Kentucky kingdom is. It is unfortunately it, it, outside There's of the holiday world about event. it. It just is. It's a great, it's a good park. I guess it's not a fortune. It's just, it, it's something that we didn't, <laughs> didn't think we'd ever be saying, I think w when it was uh, owned by six flags for all those years. So I, but I'm, my point is if Hershen goes ahead and puts a Hershen price on the park though, then you have to reevaluate that whole thing though, because if they were to raise the price, I imagine, or not have that deal, I imagine you're looking similar ticket price. You're, yeah, you definitely are. I mean, with parking, with parking. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you know, for me, my wife is not a fan of Holiday World because she doesn't really like their rides. Like, she's not a big, like, rough and tumble, uh, super aggressive wood coaster person. Mm -hmm. And outside of the wood coasters, the wing coaster, and the water park, you start talking about what else is a Holiday World, and it's like, they do have a custom Sally dark ride, which is okay. And then you're getting into like, well, they have this really good Calypso that they rehabbed. They have the worst, possibly, it's not the worst or second worst flying scooters on the planet. Um, the log flume is okay. The, the raft ride's okay, but against more of like water rides. A lot of their stuff is not that great outside the coasters. There's no arcade. There's not much in terms of shows not a lot of great indoor space so yeah it needs more modern flat rides more thrilling flat rides and uh it needs something not made of wood yeah yeah it that's needs... not a a giant b&m launch coaster it needs a few things and i think that yeah. what's interesting about kentucky kingdom is so many of the things that kentucky kingdom has are things that are neglected or not present at holiday world like mm -hmm. if you want a good anti-carousel Kentucky Kingdom has you covered in a way that Holiday World's never going to have you covered. Yeah. But, and they also uh, did say they want, basically, it sounds like they want to try to go all the way to Christmas. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to say. The other thing is they need to build more indoor things beyond just the IMAX theater. It literally said that we realized that people's schedules are busy uh, and they want to have flexibility. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And that uh, these events are popular and people like Christmas lights, basically, without saying that people like Christmas lights. Yes, uh, they're popular and they, you know, we already know that they work in that area because we can look at Kings Island and say, yeah, Kings Island Christmas oh, yeah. events work. Not only does it not work in air everywhere, it pretty much works anywhere. Yeah, at, at this point, it worked at Six Flags New England. So there's not really... There's, there and, are very few arguments Canada's against Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we've gone on enough about this. Uh, I think I'm going to make a little news video tomorrow or mm-hmm. by the time this is posted and we'll kind of uh, have some nice visuals and uh, kind of summarize all of what we think might happen or not happen in the future. So look uh, on that for the coaster spot. One, one last quick news item here, because I just learned of this. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm actually bummed out about this because I would have had oh. an opportunity in about uh, three weeks time to possibly go there. I probably won't have, to be honest with you. Um, but I would have, I would have been, I, I would have thought about it real hard and maybe I would have. Zero Gravity Park <gasps> has closed. It uh, has closed as of yesterday. They learned that they, they leased their land. The owner of the land has sold the land and they have to vacate. Son of a bitch. Uh, for those who did not know what Zero Gravity Park was, uh, it was a very, very interesting uh, amusement facility that was located in Dal- in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Can I stop you for a second? Go ahead. Magic Mountain calls them the Extreme Park. Uh-uh. That was the Extreme Park. It was home of the last SCAD jump that I know of in America. It uh, is the last one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which is, I've never done a SCAD tower. And my rationale for not doing the SCAD tower is this. Um, it's possible to forget to do one thing and kill yeah. somebody. Yeah, that was the problem with them. That is the oh, issue boy. with them. That's uh, why because... the second to last SCAD tower uh, no longer exists in the Wisconsin Dells. Yes, because... <laughs> Uh, the oh. operator who was running it forgot to properly harness the person, and they just plummeted a hundred feet. Yeah, that's fun. And she, he, there was, it was a bad news story. Um, also, you have to wait between one ten and two forty. I'm still there, but close. Um, the 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 purpose of the SCAD tower was you were dropped from a cage a hundred something feet in the air into a net. That was it. Yeah. So imagine a giant circuit circus net. Yep. Yeah, yeah, from from and you basically dropped in like a fetal position. Into okay, it. and they also had a run of the mill. I think, God, I don't think it was even like a hundred and fifty foot sky coaster. Maybe it wasn't yep. that big. Um, they had a bungee mm-hmm. tower, and then they had a, the an old school uh, a bungee cord slingshot. So mm-hmm. instead of the whole spring box, it was just a bunch of bungee cords strapped to two cables that would then get tight and my god the acceleration it was ridiculously intense like it i it, it felt like it had to not that i've been on the dompa but it has to be the dompa of acceleration slingshots <laughs> it's it's basically it's a very similar situation um it's instantaneous how fast you're launched up it it was the g's were almost painful it was so fast i believe did they used to have one of those like weird fly-by-wire things. Fly-by-wire. Where you were, it was basically like a, a wire, like almost like a, imagine like tetherball, but you're in like a 
thing with a propeller on it. I have to look it up later. But so, did they say they're close? The thing they're going to try to relocate is what they said. But I was about to say there. I I imagine they have. They're going to have to abandon what a million or two million dollars of foundations. Yeah, it's a lot of money. At least, yeah, Yeah. it's it's rough. Um, But but the point is though of any park that has to relocate to re- those foundations are something that can be done very quickly because mm-hmm. they're simple. They're, you know, it's a, you know, a bunch of probably like whatever it, it, it's it, it, expensive, but simple because it's small footprint. The park was tiny. Like everything was like just puzzle piece, Tetris piece in together to make five extreme attractions in the smallest area possible. So, yeah, hopefully they relocate and uh, I'll go back. It's very expensive, but I'll go back. So I was hoping to take Ariel there to do the SCAD Tower um, like next year because I'm not going back to Dallas until uh, one, oh, Aquaman opens. But uh, And the, the Florida it. Wire, if you want to Google its existence, there it's in uh, New Zealand. I recalled there being one there for a short time. Um. <laughs> okay if you not if you a lot look of people at knew it, about this place which is it, it never got talked about too right never and i'm like what because the reason i saw it was um gas uh gas monkey uh the the what was the uh i forget what the show was called it was gas monkey garage i forget what the show was actually called but they always did some like establishing shot shots of their you know uh their hot rod shot and in mm-hmm. the background i saw is that a SCAD tower? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care about going to this, uh, this, this car show place uh, or this car uh, place and getting merchandise. Cause I didn't care enough to do that. But I'm like, I want to go see the SCAD tower. And I'm like, like, I'm like, they're like, so how'd you find this? I'm like, guys are on the you're in the background of like this national tv show on discovery channel they're like we are i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a bit of a bummer um anyways fast and fast and loud that was the show it's still there around but it came to me there anyways that sucks uh hopefully they find it uh the money and the uh the, the ability i imagine they're they're their uh, overhead was really small because it was a very small property and they didn't need that many people to run it on a bit on a, like there's only two guys, two or three guys there. When I went that night that it was like raining and crap, six legs over Texas closed. I'm like, you guys still open? We're like, they're like, yep. I'm like, good. Don't close. I'll be there in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a shame, but you know, it is what it is. Um, All right. So let's, let's talk here about, uh, you did some Florida stuff recently, so let's let's chat that up real quick. Yeah, two Florida trips really quickly because cheap airfare. One was the birthday trip, so also happy birthday. I never said happy birthday to you. We share the birthday. Woo. Yes. What, what did you do for your birthday? Um, I was home. Oh, well, you were at Universal last year, so I was yeah, making exactly, up for it. Exactly. <laughs> One of us has to be in Florida uh, at all times on, on February 8th, so apparently um and hopefully one year we uh do it at the same time yes yes uh uh so i went down because uh universal pass expired the week you know a 
week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one last trip down there for the uh, 18 month pass that ended up being 23 months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, not much to talk about that hasn't been discussed a million times on the other podcast, the, Rash- the unprofessional podcast title pending change, possibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure what Joe wants to do with that. But um, uh, the big things that were new on this trip were Mummy got a little bit of a rehab, uh, brought it down for a few days, and they decided to redo all the protections with uh, higher res projectors. I don't know if they've ever been replaced uh, over the, you know, what, nearly 15 years that attraction's been open. But regardless, they looked uh, very out of date and they stuck out a lot. Whereas you, you know, you'd always know things are screens, but like there was blatantly obvious. And now with them, uh, and they didn't just like re-render it because some of these uh, things like um, Men in Black, they replaced the screen recently in the last two year or two. And I, I, they pretty much just, you know, took the video they already had. And it looks better because it's a higher resolution screen, but you can still tell that it's the same video from a very long time ago. It just doesn't look terrible anymore because the screen had degraded so much and in this situation the graphics itself look very simple and for what we expect for the detail of you know computer graphics from what it was in 2004 and 2021 is is a little bit different (laughs) so uh basically the same things are going on but you have lots of more uh effects on the what's going on and just everything's crisper it looks fantastic they don't pop they don't the, especially the one where you're coming in with all when the fire goes off and all the uh, the dudes co- popping up, that screen doesn't look at, as out of place. And even the room where you transition to front forward to backwards, it doesn't look as out of place anymore. It looks so much more realistic. So it's a great update. I love that Universal is doing this to some of the attractions. People commend uh, Disney for doing a lot of this stuff, updating, adding little effects, especially with the old uh, legacy like small dark rides what like pinocchio and uh alice in wonderland uh-huh. those types of things so you know universal's doing the same things so it's it's nice to see so cool right yeah absolutely yeah i mean that's nice that's what that- we, we want to see like little updates like that all the time because otherwise stuff gets old and you know you don't want that you want to constantly look fresh and interesting and they did the same thing with Spider-Man uh, quite a while ago now, but it, it was a situation very similar, whereas it just took it to another level and the ride was still had lots of life left, but obviously the computer, the graphics of the, the videos and all that stuff uh, had advanced to the point where they needed to be upgraded. Yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras, did you take a, take any, uh, did you take in Mardi Gras last year? I did not, no. Okay, well, I had no idea because I didn't go that year. So I paid little to no attention to what was going on, just figuring it was the same thing uh, as others because the year before they had uh, redone all the floats, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I figured there weren't going to be many changes uh, the year after. And uh, I found out that there were, but I experienced them for the first time. I think they've expanded on them too, is they made it more of a food and wine type of event now uh, with the, Okay, I just crashed. Hi, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, food around all around the world. So you have a lot of the New Orleans food, of course, because it's the Mardi Gras thing. But you know they celebrate Mardi Gras or 
carnival all over the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, they, it is a perfect time to expand the the festival to include foods around the world and and do what you know Disney and the SeaWorld parks and even the Cedar Fair parks have been doing. And it's something that Universal kind of has been missing. And I think they've done it very well. Uh, the deal was amazing for uh, pass holders. It was without tax, it was $65 for 15 tastings. And so it came out to like less than 450 of tasting. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, some of the items they've, they've actually, and they, it seems like they're really adjusting prices and all that stuff because pricing uh, from the time that I got my first video out to the time where I looked at the menus again, I'm like, these prices aren't matching up too much. Like the one that I thought was way too expensive, like, like they cut like $5 off the price. But regardless, you can get an item that's like $13 and it doesn't matter. So, and there's like very few items where it's like below that average. So one of the greatest deals in uh, food festival, uh, theme park food festival events, I think I've ever seen. Um, uh, yeah, fantastic. And uh, we uh, just enjoyed everything we had. Uh, of course, I enjoyed the Germany booth the most. Actually, about my bias towards Germany, um, the, the, the schnitzel or, uh, schnitzel, a pork schnitzel slider was one of the most amazing things ever. And it's funny how they just create this giant piece of pork, uh, fried and all that stuff with this cheese on top. And then some, um, uh, pickled, uh, pickled something on the bottom. And they just have this tiny little, little slider bun in the middle where the sandwich just kind of like goes off twice as the, the same size as a slider to eat their other side. It's kind of ridiculous looking, but I loved it. One of the best beers I've ever had was their at Oktoberfest beer. Uh, I, I couldn't even pronounce the name if I tried. Um, hopefully one day I'll be able to do that because I want to learn some German. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was really unexpected the way how much we enjoyed the food. And uh, it, it really does show that Universal can do food and uh, not just food well in Harry Potter, but all throughout the park. And it feels like they're going back and uh, it feels like slowly but surely they're improving the menus of a lot of the restaurants, it seems. Um, you know, some of the restaurants we would never think about going into these days, it seems like they're adding some items that you would now want to have. So uh, thumbs up on it. And we're looking forward to going back to it, you know, probably not next year, but the year after again. So, and it was fun to ride a roller coaster on my birthday for the first time ever. And the first time we, okay. So the first roller coaster we rode technically was a uh, Gringotts. I can't count that. I counted it as a coaster, but not my first like, <laughs> experience. Right. So we get on Rip Ride Rocket and, you know, I got my button because I was just like, I want to be stupid. I got to get my button. <laughs> and like, you know, like 300 happy birthdays later, she's like, are you tired of this yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, because, well, I am. So stop it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, no chance. But anyways, I get onto the platform uh, trying to get my uh, secret song in. And all of a sudden I hear a special happy birthday shout out to Alexander. I'm like, and like, I didn't ask for them to do that. That was awesome. So I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. If anybody from Rip Ride Rocket or anyone who knows them uh, on that crew, like, thank you so much. That made my day and my birthday. That was awesome. So it was a good trip. Uh, we'll miss Universal for a while, but we're going to take a break other than a quick trip to Islands of Adventure sometime later this year.
because I mean, you know, <laughs> might as well. Might yeah, as well. With, with that once, thing opening up, yeah, it's once, understandable. Once, once all the kinks are uh, ironed out, which I think there are not going to be as many kinks as uh, there's not going to be as many kinks as uh, Hagrid's. It's not. It's a no, it's not possible. Pretty, pretty basic blocked ride. It's it's uh, and they're testing it like nothing else. So, but still, I'm going to wait a little while. So that's fine. Uh, then we went back down this week, uh, weekend for some uh, non-amusement park stuff, but then a little, a little bit of both. Uh, we finally, since I've only rented a car in Orlando twice, this being the second time, and there's a good reason they're really expensive typically, because uh, it's like one of the most uh, rented uh, rental markets in the world, if not the most, mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? Like, yeah, yeah, given the amount of tourists, you expect to see a lot of rental cars there. You're right. Um, and a lack of really good public transportation. You can you can Literally make it happen. None, actually, well, you can make it happen if you want to uh, sacrifice some stuff like time, but it's not ideal whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So uh, we went up. To, there's this. There's two credits I'm missing. One in the Panhandle, and there was one in Jacksonville. And there's really nothing near Jacksonville, so I just kind of ignored it forever. Uh, tried to do it during a hurricane years ago. And uh, they were closed by the time I got there. But uh, Adventure Landing in Jacksonville is FEC with two rides, a batting cage, uh, go-karts, a, two mini golf courses, and a really kick-ass water park for FEC. Uh, it had uh, a wave pool, a lazy river, a uh, water coaster that empties out into the lazy river, uh, a tube slide, a uh, body slide, toilet bowl. Um, and a half pipe deal. Uh, so for FEC, that's a decent uh, water park lineup. I, I, I w- would have liked to have uh, made it happen during the summer, but I'm just happy to have gotten the wacky worm credit. Woo. Yay. <laughs> way too much time out of the way to go get that thing. But uh, OCD, I need to get it off the list finally. There's, there's all these coastal coasters in Florida that I need to get on. Yeah, I think you've asked me, or no, my other friends asked me, like, you want to go with me? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to go to Jacksonville, uh, Melbourne, and... Um, Uncle Bernie's. <laughs> Uncle, well, I've already done Uncle Bernie's. That I have. <laughs> There's also uh, the one on the other side over by um, Sarasota. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of stuff, yes. There's a lot of stuff there. Um, yeah, you asked me, hey, do you want to go credit whore the Ocean City? You, you want? Uh, I need a companion. I'll be like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, Adventure, I, I will say Adventure Landing looks like it has a, a pretty decent, you know, like you said, water park area. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, if if we find our way that we could make it happen again, I, I would very doubt I'll ever get there. But if, if, if the stars aligned, I would stop and go to that water park. And they have like amazing, uh, sometimes they have amazing uh, uh, weekend deals, nighttime deals where it's like select Saturdays and Fridays or sat- Sundays, I think. It's like from like uh, the last like three or four hours, it's like $15. Like, and you know what, for like the, the modern water slides that they have. Yeah, it's which Surprising. for the record are still more modern than pretty much everything at the Disney water parks. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but you're outdone by, by adventure landing in Jacksonville beach. But it's true. I mean, they have, they have, you know, some interesting stuff. They've got a water coaster. Like you said, they've got, they've got some more modern things. 
they've got a coaster. They've got they've got your kind of your traditional FEC sort of attractions. Uh, they even do haunts. So I mean, yeah. you know, what do you want for for like a five acre park? Uh, I well, good I, job. I we, but the plan was we're just gonna go get the credit. There's no way I'm gonna want to make a video on this. I I uh, walked one foot in. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna do a quick tour of this thing. So video coming soon if you want to take a look at what it looks like uh if you're interested in just visiting it or getting the credit either way video coming get that wacky warm pov <laughs> i know you want it oh yeah 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 what else what else do we want to talk about in florida i know there's one park you really want to discuss there is something i very much want to talk about and uh uh we are park scope so we can uh, non-apologically uh, uh, talk about stuff that doesn't have roller coasters where I have to apologize every time I take a video on my channel <laughs> called the coaster spot that doesn't have any roller coasters in it. But, you know, it's it's my channel. I'll do what I want with it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to watch if I enjoy making them. That's all that matters sometimes. Sometimes. Um, Discovery Cove. Uh, they, they had some amazing Black Friday deals. We got uh, admission for fifty percent off. I think it was like eighty dollars or eighty nine dollars before tax. One of the two. That that's pretty ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we didn't do any of the experiences um, because I wasn't sure how much I was gonna like it. But Ariel really wanted to go, so I figured I'd humor her and uh, take her for her. This was basically her Christmas gift, and. Uh, well, she keeps on saying you and I enjoyed it more than she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if people don't know, Discovery Cove is basically SeaWorld Orlando's all-inclusive uh, animal, you know, swimming experience, right? Yes. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, when they say immersive, they mean it. Like yeah. you immerse in water, in fact. Yeah. You, you don't get out of the water very much um you get out of the water to eat or drink <laughs> Wait, i thought i'd be like sitting on the side of the the uh the water for all good time bored out of my mind from like you know the the three same pools over and over again uh but uh the only time we ever were on the side of the uh the water was uh from that period from when we were done breakfast and when the uh, pools opened at nine. So have you, have you been snorkeling before? I have not. That's another thing. So I have never snorkeled in my life. Our, our family was more of a, uh, yeah, skiing. So we went to a tropical place twice in, during my, my uh, childhood, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then some trips to the Jersey shore, but so I didn't know what to experience. I don't know if I was going to be able to figure out how to breathe on water. That was that pathetic. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figured it out really quickly. Um, you know, we, we started off in the, uh, the, the, the lazy river area that they call it. I forget what they, I always kept on forgetting what it's called. Um, but uh, just to get, figure that out. And then once we went around once, then I was ready to go over to the great reef. And uh, this was like right before we had lunch. So lunch was scheduled. Uh-huh. We had a 12 o'clock lunch and they never checked us. And then we came back right before the lunch ended at three 30 and had second lunch. Cause they didn't care. I think it was just to try to spread people out during COVID basically. 
Um, so, uh, I'm all over the place here. Uh, we'll, we'll finish with the scuba st- or the, the snorkeling stuff. Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I, I had never done it. And so we started over there and then like 20 minutes before lunch, I'm like, I was going to go try it out for a little bit. And arrows like, no, you're not going to want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a little while to get adjusted to the salt water because, uh, the, pools over on the left side of the park near the, where the entrance is are all fr- fresh water um and then once i got uh adjusted it could see underwater breathe underwater with the salt water wasn't irritating me as much um because i was having a little problem with the goggles leaking a little bit um but once i figured it out and then i saw that there were stingrays like swimming below me and all these fishes everywhere and it seemed like you know this tiny little pool that is just you're it it when you're underwater and I, I, I guess I just never realized it, the world looks gigantic. <laughs> Am I right? It's um I mean when, it's like when you're floating when you're right? when you're when you're in the water and you get your mask on and you're floating around and, and swimming and doing all the snorkely sort of things. It's just like you're kind of taking something that used to be like two-dimensional. You know, the ocean is kind of this, this two-dimensional space of water. Right. And yeah. it adds that third dimension to it where it just becomes like everything else except like you're flying. Because, you know, floating is not like walking around, right? Like, no, you're just you're 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 uh, kind of laid out Superman style doing your thing. And it's to me, I love I love I love it. I love snorkeling. Love it. And I think like it's a great introduction historically because it's a guarantee that you're going to see cool stuff and it's you know it's easy in zero entry easy out you know you don't have to get off of a a boat or anything like that it's it's not a huge challenge to do it i love it i love snorkeling and and that's one of the reasons why i love going to discovery cove like i've never done the dolphin swim but i've never felt like i'm missing out because the day pass is sufficient for like my desires. Like I get food, alcohol, and I get to snorkel for like eight hours. Like what more do I want? You know, I just, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, 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 I was going to discuss this towards the end, but uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be at the end of this conversation that at the end of the day, I said to myself, we had 10 hours at this place. Uh, 10 hours. Yeah, about 10 hours, about 10 hours, because we were there at 7.30 and we left by about 5.30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we paid about $200. And I figured if we did the dolphin stuff, that was going to nearly double it. Yeah. That's uh, going to be another couple hours of your time, too, you know? I, I felt like, yeah, it might be an amazing experience, but, like, does that, like, would it... It, it just didn't seem like it... Uh, would increase it as much it just didn't seem like the the value to how good of a time i had was going to be equal by doing that now granted that's by someone who said he hasn't ever done it so right right uh i I think swimming with the sharks would have been kind of cool though because that (laughs) that's just you know sharks i know they're not they're not very dangerous there's nothing you'll never they're not really anything you never need to worry about especially since they're in captivity right Mm -hmm. but um you know, we're always trained to like 
think that the most dangerous thing in the sea is sharks. So, so. <laughs> I think it's, you know, to me, like, the thing about dolphins is dolphins are super smart and right. they're almost too smart. And I, I kind of, I have concerns about, like, a lot of marine mammals. I mean, I'm, I know it's good enrichment for us to be in the water with them, but I also don't want to be a position where, like, a dolphin is trying to rape me because they do <laughs> that sometimes. Oh, God. You know, like, I don't really need that in my life per se. This went dark. Um, but, but I'm just saying, like, for me, what I get out of Discovery Cove minus the dolphin swim is sufficient and pleasing for my needs. Like, I get everything I want to out of that whole thing without having to deal with the um, the inherent challenge of, like, making sure I have a time for my dolphin swim, going, making sure I'm there on top. Like, it, it just adds more structure the day that I don't want. Yeah. It sounds I, weird, but, and I, I, you I, know, I haven't done it either, but I don't really, I have no enthusiasm about it. Whereas just going to Discovery Cove, I'm enthusiastic. I, I'm more interested of maybe, uh, so originally I thought that I got a free, free experience. You get a free experience with the Platinum Pass to SeaWorld. San Antonio, and I thought, oh, that's the the blue go dolphin whale swim. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like <laughs> one of the educational ones. I I was so disappointed when I figured that when Ariel Ariel's the one that figured it. Out. I'm like, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> of course, they're not giving that away. Um, but uh, the point is that there they have something that's like a very small scale Discovery Cove. It's called Discovery Point, mm-hmm. uh, where it's separate from the rest of the park. Um, which actually makes the park itself feel like it's lacking some stuff because the sharks and the dolphins and the uh, stingray touch tank are all over there. Mm-hmm. I believe I got all that right. I could be wrong. Um, but the point is, I, I almost be happier to just do it there because it's just the experience that, you know, we can reserve our time, go do it, you know, take an hour at a time, hour out of your time, at uh, SeaWorld San Antonio, which is probably not that big of a deal, right? <laughs> yeah, realistically. And, and, and then go do it. Uh, whereas I'd rather just relax and not have any, like to actually have that 12 o'clock food was actually kind of nice because we had the mindset we need to go get lunch instead of like forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, like I would have liked to gone at 11 and we probably could have actually, but um I didn't even like that at all because I just like I just having that 12 o'clock scheduled lunch lunch um, in quotation marks uh, scheduled time uh, was kind of a bummer because I didn't want anything scheduled. So, yeah, to go have some kind of animal experience would have sucked. But to do it on its own and just be in the water for like an hour at, in Texas seems like something we're more likely to do. So probably not on our trip in a month, but maybe another visit. We'll do it. Um, I think if we do it, and plus a beluga whale sounds like it'd be really fun too. Because uh, you don't really hear about that very often. You hear about swimming with dolphins a lot of places, right? Yeah. But yeah, your options whale? for swimming no. with beluga whales are limited to basically uh, going to Churchill in um, Manitoba. Like that's pretty much all that okay. there is to do that. So, yeah. so yeah. All right. So, uh, extra experiences uh, over. Uh, then um, th- there's some other awesome things. You know the uh, the 
sea otter the otters unfortunately they were never near us too much but you, you know there's the area where we're in the freshwater where it's uh there's some animals that you could see you can see some um what are they they're not monkeys they're um, the monkeys so we're talking about yeah whatever the, yeah yeah those guys we got to see them they were very cute uh and then we got to see the sea otters which they'd come up out of there they can hide be in these little caves at the back of their exhibit unfortunately so uh we got to see them very shortly but just that whole area is really chill and the greatest part about that area is that you can bring your drinks into it <laughs> like i asked a friend of the show uh drew the intern mm-hmm. uh like uh, i think we we're just talking he's like go to discovery cove he's like dude you can pro tip you can bring your uh your beer and stuff into the, those uh those uh those pools i'm like Thank you for telling me that. I think I would have probably, I would have figured it out, but it wouldn't have been as like immediately known that you could do that. So that's a pro tip there. Definitely. Um, and, and the water in there is really warm. It's like 80 something degrees, um, at all times. So and it was, it was, a, it wasn't a warm day, but it wasn't chilly. Um, and, uh, you know, they provide uh, wetsuits for you and snorkels, uh, you know, read on the internet uh especially the snorkels and especially in covid time that there was a lot of confusion whether or not that was something that was given out anymore it it is so and the wetsuits still are too so um uh, and you get to keep them as my recollection at least the snorkel portion yeah we 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 kept them and now they're here and i'm never going to use it again in five years we'll probably throw them away You never know. You never know. Or, or, you know, actually, I might keep them because I, I got used to them. They were fine. I, I, I don't know if all I didn't know that they had like little valves so some water could come in and you're still fine and all that stuff. So that worked really well. I I, 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 not, I haven't really looked at snorkel gear ever, so I had no idea what it really looked like. But I was like, oh, this is the physics. This is really impressive. <laughs> if you want to get yourself like a mask, uh, yeah, they're pretty cheap. I mean, I have a prescription one. And that's kind of pricier, but like, oh, oh, and if you know your prescription or, uh, you know, about your prescription, they do have those available for you. Yeah, mine so. is mine's pretty rowdy. So I, I have I, I snorkel anyways, like whenever I go usually on cruises and things like that. So I always but yeah, they, you, but you're saying you're right. I have half the, the equipment. So all I need to do is get a mask and what you will exactly. probably do. Yeah. Had, regardless, it has souvenir and it has discovery code prints on and everything. Um but yeah, there are a lot of things that people never talk about, especially the vloggers, because they all they want to do is talk about themselves and show themselves and not actually, you know, uh, or, or uh, not sh- show their day and not try it, not think about or just show their dolphin experience that they paid money for or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it, it seems like a, a very few like Discovery Cove vlogs that I've watched. That's that's all it is. It, it doesn't show your typical day there. That a typical person who's not going to get any of the extra experiences is going to have. Like I had no idea there's a freaking bird aviary where you can go in and there's free food. Yeah. For you to uh, have birds land on you and and maybe poop on you. Yes, <laughs> that, that happens. happens. <laughs> it did um, happen. And, and <laughs> you, get, you me, kind of you but... kind of float through it as well. In in the lazy. Oh, we didn't river, even know that one. the first time because I was snorkeling all the time. I had no idea that those waterfalls were what keep the birds in. <laughs> <laughs> So the second time, so between our second time, the second time we uh, went around about the snorkel gear and then I was, uh, it made a lot more sense because we, we saw it from inside the thing and there are all those rooms and that was really fun. It was really neat. Um, 
there's more than you enough. You you don't need them. You can keep your day completely full, completely full without those extra experiences. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and uh, the beer selection's not great. Uh, it's a bunch of light beers and then Budweiser and then a white wine and a, a red wine, which were both perfectly fine. And you know what? They're free. They don't and cost free. You anything. That's right. the important to me. That's the important aspect. Like, am I paying for Budweiser or Shock Top? No. Okay. Whatever. I'll handle it. Like there's, and the areas around the, the, the bars are really cool. Like they have those like day bed things that are in the water. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Those were fun. So to me, like, I love just going there and lounging around and just, it's like a, it's like a day at the beach when you're in Orlando, uh, but like a really good tropical beach with snorkeling and capuchin monkeys and birds and dolphins. If you want the dolphins or at the very least you can see the dolphins. Yeah, we saw them. Yeah, and I, and then, I I love it. it. To me, it's probably my favorite park overall in Orlando. In all honesty. Okay. It's I, 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 it's just different for me. So it's really hard for me to even. It's even hard for me to like rank it against SeaWorld. It's yeah. just so different. Um, I I gotta say the feeling of it though. Tell me if I'm crazy. The, the feeling of it, the tropical setting they kind of, uh, they came up with, mm-hmm. right? Tell me how crazy. Remove the volcano, remove all the intense water slides. Kind of feels like Volcano Bay. It does, yeah. Okay. It does. Yeah. I like that. No, I like <laughs> it too. Um, I wish there was a little bit of music in the pool area, like the Lazy River um, I wish there was a little bit of music, not very loud, just something you don't notice that you don't even notice that it's there, but it just felt very quiet, like a little too quiet sometimes. But I, I don't know. It's Small interesting too. If, if you go back to, and I'm, I'm sure you've, you've learned this, like it did open with the grand reef. The grand reef was an addition. Oh, really? Yeah. So originally, like the freshwater area that you, the the oasis and the lazy river, like that was the only thing other than Dolphin Cove. Then they added that subsequently, okay. which I love. I mean, the the great Re- the Grand Reef is like my favorite part. Like, oh yeah, just, yeah. Just park me and, in it. As I said, I di- we didn't see that until like eleven forty, and uh, yeah, I wish we had spent more time in it. Um, but uh, it kept. It makes me want to go back for more. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it's just a different world. It, you know, I love skiing. I love hiking. I love seeing um, amazing uh, landscapes and all that stuff. And granted, this is all fake, obviously. Yes. Uh, but it opened me up to another one of those outlets to a world that I didn't think I would very much enjoy. Or, uh you know, I, I'm aware that, you know, you know, there's places where you can go and see sunken ships and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and all those different types of things. And now I just realized that there's a whole part of the world that I've been missing out on. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to take it any further and, and explore that, but it has me thinking, you know what I'm saying? You've already gotten to the point where you have, you have half the necessary gear. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a great swimmer, so I usually have like a, a vest on if I'm or you can use a wetsuit if you have one, too. They, they provide a decent amount of flotation. Yeah, you, well, then Grand Reef, you don't even really need to think no, about flotation. No, it's easy. The salt water, I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it, it, you know what's also nice? Like you're very aware of people in uh, the Oasis and that area, obviously, right. with, as far as COVID stuff goes. Um, if anyone's just wondering how that goes, uh, you know, you're expected to, uh, if you're walking around and not actually in one of those attractions, you're expected to wear a mask. And the majority of people were, um, I didn't see anybody enforcing anything, but people were being pretty well behaved. We were to the point where we're pretty fine with it. We uh-huh. feel like we ran into many issues. I think it was like one or two with some kids being a little rebunctious in the, the river. But, uh, uh, and then if you're going to get food or, you know, go up to one of the, the bars, yeah, that was definitely, you need to have it. Um, so that was fine. And then when you got, when once you got into the Grand Reef, it, it took a second to be like, oh, we, we really can't bump into another human by mistake while we're underwater because like, yeah, is COVID really going to f- travel down the little snorkel tube into our mouth? <laughs> it could, but like the odds of it are like, the odds so... are so tiny that it's yeah. not worth, it wasn't worth the, and your nose is all like, you know, your nose is obviously uh, covered from the world. Uh, yeah. so it was nice to actually be like, oh, I just bumped into this person. Sorry, but I can't even say sorry because we're underwater <laughs> <laughs> and no one cared anyways. It's a little just confusing though. Ariel liked me because I had my GoPro, but for me, sometimes one time I lost her, I'm like, I have no idea where you are because everyone's wearing the same damn <laughs> wetsuit. <laughs> uh, so, so I had mentioned this to you that, you know, like, as much as I love Discovery Cove, I am deeply intrigued by Excarit. Okay, um, I don't know what that is. Uh, it won the, I think the last time that they had like the, uh, was it the applause award for IAPA? Okay. There really wasn't much of an IAPA last year. It won the applause award as the, you know, best, the park of special whateverness. Um, I know one person has been to it and they were like, through the roof about how good it is because it's basically discovery cove on steroids um where it's it has all the stuff that discovery cove has plus like a large show venue with like a big nighttime show it has um it has caves it has uh basically cenotes which are these sinkholes uh which you know, form into caves from limestone out there. And so you can snorkel in those. Um, they built a number of additional sort of parks uh, as well to go along with it, like Excel Ha and Explore, uh, Zosimilcho, which is like a, it's a Mexican floating fiesta, like basically like a dinner show on rafts like the whole thing looks completely nuts and I really want to go. Uh, so I, you know, as much as I mentioned Discovery Cove, I always throw Excel or X card as well, because they're kind of doing the same thing, but like at an absolutely insane level uh, just South of Cancun. Okay. And I, I imagine if I like Discovery Cove, I will probably be like all about X card who even have a hotel now, in fact. Um, so you can stay on property if you so desire. Um, I guess for me, places like that are are what I find interesting as far as like themed entertainment goes. Like a lot of people get into uh, Star or Star Wars, uh, and obviously we've talked about that on previous podcasts. 
to me, what like Xcar at Discovery Cove, and though it's not the same thing at all, but to me, it feels somewhat more like it because it's more experiential. Uh, things like Meow Wolf. That's what gets me excited. Um, and in terms of themed things, and I think that, you know, I'm excited to see what, what everybody is doing along those lines. I'd love to see more things like Discovery Cove keep being built because it, it's, you know, that that's awesome. I love it. I think it's, I think it's super cool. It's very different. And yes, you're right. It's not real, but it's, you can go in the water at Discovery Cove and snorkel around animals and those are real animals. Yeah. And, and uh, Ariel is like, you realize that, you know, if you go real snorkeling, you're not going to have this much fish like swimming around you, like, like guaranteed. Yeah. It's, it's so you it's can really go good... places and see cool things, but it's not going to be like the density is obviously very different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like it's a good way to start you off maybe because then you're not, it's not going to, you might not lead to disappointment because you're going to, you're they built it. So you're guaranteed to have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. And I agree. And the other thing is like, if it's not something you've ever done before, like there's a lot of investment to like go to a tropical location. If you're not a person that's like, I don't like the beach. Or I'm not sure I want to go on a beach vacation. I still don't like the beach, though. You're not going <laughs> to win me on that one. Just saying. Give it time. Give it time. No, no, I hate sand. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm okay with like if I if I get into this, like searching out something amazing because it's like you know I, I like going on the the two two to four hour hike that no one goes on because all they want to do is get off the side of the road and look at the uh, the viewpoint that's mm. that's that's uh, plucked down for you. No, yeah, I, I, those those ones I hate. I I, I enjoy. Okay, hate's a, the wrong word. I enjoy them, obviously, but I look at them and all the people that just you know walk twenty feet to this point, and I'm like, like in some cases, you know, all you need to do is like walk a thousand feet that way, and you're gonna have like the most amazing view. And the amount of people, the percentage of people who go to that point and then to that point and then to the next point, just like falls down so much as you go further and further and i want the one that's the furthest i i want and if it takes me that long to get that amazing view that's uh that's not that's sought out like i like those things yeah so. yeah absolutely there's something about there's something about there's like an achievement that's involved yeah like it's not just like yeah. uh you, you did that like there's more to it than that yeah um, when i went to those places that one point in nova scotia and people were like where the hell is that i'm like Canada? <laughs> They're like, Canada? <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's let's briefly uh, let's let's kind of quickly talk here about you know so the other major topic I guess I could talk briefly about Pigeon Forge I guess it's kind of a segue into oh can I you know. one last thing sure uh, go ahead the food uh, a lot of people have said it's not bad it's not good it's just it's good it's decent it's nothing. Don't expect like the most um, blow you away food, but you're not going to expect anything bad, really. We, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything we didn't like. Uh, and we tried like pretty much nearly everything on the menu between the two of us. We, we kind of did that so we could try a little bit of everything. You know, we uh, even some of the kids stuff, which was kind of fun towards the end of the day when you're really drunk and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, feed me. <laughs> uh uh, so yeah, and the cheesecake was fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the pulled pork sandwich is really good. It, um, what what do you what do you think? I like the food. It's it's fine. It, like you're not going there for, like for a culinary experience. 
So if you get decent food, you're happy. That's my attitude about it. Like I, I think it's more than decent. Uh, the breakfast is very typical. Like you, most hotel breakfasts pr- practically rival it pretty much. Uh, I would say it matches the, the general quality of food at SeaWorld. Like, which is not a bad thing. No, it's not bad. <laughs> no. It's not bad at all. In like, some cases, SeaWorld does it better than uh, Universal, and or a lot of cases, really, and in some cases, Disney. So it, it's not exactly a bad thing at all. So, um, so one issue about the last year and doing trips is that, by and large, when you do anything, you're almost doing it in secret. You know, I almost never talked about any trips that I did until two weeks had gone by. That way I could say, look, I didn't get COVID from doing X, Y, and Z. Um, and, I, you know, and I'm not saying that I am, I have cracked the code on COVID and that I understand specifically how to not get COVID versus how people would get COVID or anything like that. However, that being said, um, for me personally, especially this guy comes up with going to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg about uh, three weeks ago. I understand that people see pretty much any behavior right now as risky, but there's been like such a failure in communication as to what risk is realistic and what isn't. Like you yeah. and I, Alex, have done trips this year throughout the United States. Yeah. We've flown. You're pretty far from the mic, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. We, we've done trips. Uh, we both have flown on airplanes. Um, we both have done driving trips. We've gone to amusement parks. We have gone to indoor facilities galore. Neither one of us contracted COVID. As far as I know. As far as we know. Um, I've made it all the way to vaccination. So I, I feel fairly confident that I'm probably not going to get it. Um, obviously, we we did, you know, the basic things. We wore masks. Uh, primarily what we've been doing has been outdoors. Not in poorly ventilated areas. And we have generally escaped it. Whereas the people that seem to be getting COVID based on the statistics are primarily doing so because they are intermingling with family or friends Yeah, in long situations without masks indoors. And I think at some point it's probably okay for, for us as a society to say, you know, going outside and doing things is probably not the same risk factor as going out to eat at a restaurant, much less spending five hours at a friend's house. Just isn't. Or like with 20 friends, you know what I'm saying? Like having a party. These are not really difficult things to understand. And I I kind of feel like at this point, I'm, I'm really done with the whole travel shaming over COVID thing. I was really, done really long, done with it. I, I was, yeah, and I was like, I, I I kept to the recommendations, all that stuff for a very long time, and 
technically, since I'm still making a, a very small amount of money off of all these trips, uh-huh. I, technically, I can still call it a job. So I can technically <laughs> say I'm leaving the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania <laughs> for that reason. So right. technically, I'm still following the rules. But regardless or not, like, I don't feel shame in it because I'm not going there, going anywhere to go party, go uh, down to Cancun to drop off some friends. Uh, to, go... <laughs> <laughs> to to drop off my daughters at the last minute. At well, a, I don't have any daughters, so I had to I had to improvise there. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, you know, I didn't do anything that I felt was the problem. Um, and I, I get that the other people didn't do things that they felt were a problem either, but. The reality is, Even I my mom here, one point. I, I remember like she's saying, "My son is here and I had to wear a mask." Like I think she even got frustrated, even though she's uh, she's very careful herself, as far as I know. Yeah, we're we're all trying to be careful. But, the, but, the reality is this. Yeah, you know, and we talked about this briefly earlier. Where's the evidence of outdoor activity, particularly with people wearing masks, being a transmission zone? Versus, yeah. say, youth athletics or, you know, having parties at home. Because the statistics seem to be pretty clear that it's those things that the majority of spread comes from. And, like, travel is literally at, like, 1% or sub-1%. It's just, it, I, I'm, 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 like, so completely over this, like, let's all act like we're in secret and doing, you know, and, and not trying to be shamed the same thing goes with this discussion about the vaccine. Like, again, communication has been terrible. The argument that vaccination is not going to provide protection to people that you're around is absurd. Like, the idea that you can get a flu vaccine and then you're going to still transmit the flu to other people is literally not the case. This is specifically, if you ask an immunologist, why is it important to get the flu vaccine? It's so that you can have the sort of group immunity so that people that don't have the vaccine or can't get it don't get the flu. That's the purpose. Yeah, that's why my friend said, hey, you want to see my kid uh, and it's newborn? Go get go get whatever the thing is. The, you know, the vac- or, you know, the flu shot or yeah, some other thing or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, it's okay. I, I don't know. We're still I, just, I, I get you, but I still just want to be cautious i guess i don't, no, I don't I want know. to be ca- i'm definitely cautious i'm not saying don't be reckless i'm not saying don't go out there and don't wear masks or but like at some point like somebody has to be like okay look we have to get to a point where we don't know who is vaccinated or not and you know you don't want like <sighs> till the majority is it's it's everyone has to still do these things because uh, yeah. right and yeah. i agree i agree and i'm not again not saying here saying that we shouldn't do these things not at all. But like, realistically, as long as you do these things, you're probably going to be okay. And you're not going to be the person that transmits COVID to 100 people. If you want to transmit oh. COVID to 100 people, go to your local church and sing. That's yep. a great way to do it. But this, yep. this is not the medium. Like, and we, we've talked about this all along, like, just be reasonable. That's it. 
it's time to stop shaming people and attacking people and dragging them, especially on, you know, having people go to beaches and dressed up like the Grim Reaper. You know, these are, this is not how it spreads. It's this yeah. is a waste of time, you know, and, and going to Pigeon Forge again, I never ate in a restaurant. I only got delivery or picked up food. We were in our cabin. The only things we did were outdoors. So I didn't even go to Beyond Lens, which has opened up. I did not go to anything in downtown Gatlinburg. When we actually, we did do indoor items, but we only did uh, the escape game, uh, two of their rooms in uh, Pigeon Forge over at the island because they require masks while you play. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone. And they, the escape rooms are limited to your group only. Again, had that not been the case, wouldn't have done it. Um, I know this must have been really hard for you because I know how much you just have to ride Earthquake every time. <laughs> you just couldn't do I, that. I love me some Earthquake, and I, I really did want to go on the jungle, a Jurassic Jungle boat ride, but um, sacrifices have to be made, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of safety, you know, I didn't go to, I drove by Owa this year on a day that it was going to be open because they don't have a mask mandate. So I'm not, again, I, I want to make this clear. I'm not against masks. I, if you, if you're not willing to wear a mask, I'd really prefer you not go to a park and I won't go to parks that don't have mask mandates. Um, but again, as long as you do like these basic sorts of things and you just kind of stick to it and you're cool with it, like everything will be fine. The odds are very good. Nothing will happen to you or your loved ones. Where it's going to happen is when you send your kid to go play football and they interact with some other kid that's been, his family hasn't well, been following any of the guidelines. And there's then, another problem with that shit, though. I don't know. I, I'm sure you've heard of that angle, though, though, because in some of these cases with these kids who, you know, if they don't continue with, you know, dancing or football or baseball right. or something, they're going to be left behind and not be able to catch up. And then, you know, their chances of, you know, no, I'm not. I'm losing not losing their spot. That's I agree. there's I, no, a lot of social true. pressures, and it, it, that's another angle that some parents have, have had to, uh, you know, go against what they would prefer to have done because of that. And that's another issue, though. No, but, it I, is, I and know. I'm not. But you know, again, if if you're if you're taking the argument that there's like the zero tolerance towards any activity that's quote unquote risky regarding COVID, like. That is literally the riskiest activity that there is. Um, repeatedly shown throughout all contact tracing. Um, I, I'm just, you know, basically what I'm doing, this is just me venting that, that I've had to spend the entire last year pretending that I'm not doing anything, uh, except until we do podcasts like three weeks later. Because I just find it, it's just been ridiculous. And yeah, I went to Pigeon Forge. You know what I did? I played mini golf. I, I worked out of a cabin I used the hot tub that the cabin had. I played video games on my 80 and one arcade cabinet. Uh, I cooked my own meals half the time. And yeah, I, I played mini golf and rode the laser gun coaster. It was fun. You know, like I, I'm just- oh, You could, wait, fun and laser gun coaster do not go together. <laughs> it was, I enjoyed it. Really? Almost, yeah. Okay. 
I, I'm pretty sure to get the score required to get you a free ride on the Alpine coaster that they own down the street, you have to hit every target. Because I got to like nine ninety thousand or nine thousand, whatever it is. Like I got the Those first. Are so janky. They're so janky. But I did. A, I actually. I was. I was hitting the targets, man. Yeah. I was well, I don't know. Out. I can see why they added the guns, though. For sure. I can too, because otherwise, there's nothing really to that ride. Yeah, and like now nothing. there's one. Now there's one near. Um, uh, Mount Rushmore, and there's one uh, in Jamaica, in that same place that has the uh, the the Alpine slide. Yeah, the 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 one in South Dakota did that open this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, I they were constructing it when I drove by, so I didn't get the chance to ride it then. But um, I did also take some re rides since I was in the area. I actually met up with uh, Nate Creative uh, or N eight creative on twitter uh, i okay. met him before at carowinds a couple of years ago uh, we went out and we rode the um i actually rode rocky top before i was able to meet up with him uh which they've done a lot of theming for the rocky top mountain coaster since i rode it like two weeks after it opened <laughs> like the amount of work that's been done to that thing is impressive um okay i think it might have all been put in by the time i wrote it though they, they, there was still, I think there were a couple elements left from their Halloween theme for it. They did a <laughs> Halloween overlay and then they did like a Christmas overlay. Um, we'll just uh, make it the Nightmare of Christmas yeah, uh, up on Coaster. Credit to them for, for doing as much as they have with that ride in terms of theming it because it's easily the most themed mountain coaster I can think of. Okay. Um, we tried to ride Goats on the Roof, but it was closed for indeterminate reason. Uh, and then we just went down the street and rode, I think it's the Smoky Mountain Alpine Coaster on Weir's Valley Road. Yeah, and that one's still very good. That one is excellent. Of the of the Weigland rides in the area, I would say that's tops for sure. Um, the only mountain coaster that's there that's better is the Anakista one. Oh, that's for sure. That's like the best one, one of the best ones in the country. Oh, yeah, easy. But that that one is excellent. Like, Honestly, riding it, I was like, man, I forgot how good this one is. The Smoky Mountain one is excellent. Highly recommend. Uh, it had been years since I wrote it. I think the last time I wrote it was like 2014. And uh, yeah, had a great time visiting with him, <laughs> doing the the waving it, you know, from six feet away and, you know, had my masks on, double mask as per Dr. Fauci. Um. I loved it. It was a great ride. And it, it was fun to get out of the house, even if I was working still, uh, and get on stuff. And, you know, even if it wasn't like anything big. And I will say this too about going to Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, when Dollywood is not open and it's mid January, it is dead. There's no one there. Um, I would have done some go karts and some other stuff, but it, it got cold midway through the week and that was not particularly conducive to fun but it's um it's dead like you can you can actually drive on the parkway at leisure uh you can get around really easily and i had been talking with my wife for years about like would it be interesting to go to pigeon forge gatlinburg when dollywood's not open for an extended period of time and do stuff Finally had the opportunity to do it and actually had a blast. Um, I'd actually recommend it to others. If, if you have done Dollywood and you're like, that was fun, but like I wouldn't mind just being in the area. It's cheap. 
Uh, you can still get good weather from you know now and then. Obviously, you can get ice storms too, as we've learned. But um, I loved it. I had a great time, uh, and the cabin was a great deal through Dollywood. So, uh, and not only that, I I am not ashamed of it. I did that trip. I had a blast, and I played mini golf. That was nice. I played mini golf, fantasy golf, the one with the huge dragon that you can see from the parkway. Um, cool. Anyways. That's all I've got for now. We've got, we're going to have more trip reports later in the year. I've got stuff planned. You have stuff planned, I'm sure. Yeah, Texas uh, in about a month. So, when, when, when are you going to Texas? Um, on the 18th of March. I will be, so I go to Dallas. I know you're like a week before me. A week before you, twelfth to the fifteenth. I'll fly home on the fifteenth. Okay. Working out of the hotel room. Then the following weekend is the twelve hours of Sebring, so I'll be in Florida. And then uh, April, I just booked a trip to Las Vegas, and I'm going to drive up to Reno and then fly home from Reno. So hmm. I'm excited to ride Manhattan Express. I can't I believe I'm saying you. that. You didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very excited about Meow Wolf. Sure basically those two things and i have no idea what else i'll do <laughs> but i am pumped i'm really because, pumped. yeah because vegas it's uh i don't know different i don't <laughs> i've, I've talked i just we just did a podcast about vegas and i was like i hate vegas now i'm gonna be going but i'm not going to the strip very much like very limited strip time i'm staying downtown at, in fremont street and uh i'll bring some cash to gamble uh, but we will we will have more content coming for you this year for sure, for sure, sure. Uh, probably with shorter turnarounds than we had last year. Um, Alex, where can we find you? Uh, the Coaster Spot on YouTube, Instagram, and Coaster Spotting on Twitter. And you can find me at Gods and Safari on Twitter as well. Until next time, see you later. <laughs>